Love that intro music, and I love today because it's the day that I get to be in your ears. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast, choosing me to be in your ears. Uh, on this day, I'm going to bring you some value. We have a great guest today, great guest, someone I've been excited to share with you. Her name is Tanya Rapley. She's an internationally recognized money expert. If you haven't noticed, I've been on a little bit of a money kick yet. Uh, I feel like that is a question or a set of questions that I'm feeling a lot from creators and entrepreneurs all over the world, whether they get stopped in the street or after I get off stage at a keynote. A lot of people are talking about there's there's fear around money right now. So I'm uh, investing my own energy to learn as from as many people as I can. We've already had uh, uh, experts on the show like Ramit Sethi, David Bach, a couple of legends in personal finance, and Tanya is a part of this new school. She does uh, a lot with millennials and money, um, and so I was very, very passionate about having her on the podcast because her perspective is new and it's a little less tactical. That's what I love about it. She is the author of the Money Manual, a practical guide to help you succeed on your financial journey. Uh, she's on 20, in 2014. Uh, one of the first places I saw her was gracing the cover of Black Enterprise Magazine. She was deemed the new face of wealth building, as I mentioned. Again, really speaking to uh, a younger but um, uh, an audience that's in the face of changing times. The uh, the market's very different right now. There's a lot of different places to invest. There's long term. There's short term. There's um, the creators. There are people who are trying to you know. Roth and IRA and long-term savings, but if you're a freelancer, how do you get ahead? You know, uh, to me, that's the role that Tanya plays. She fits in a great niche in personal finance, and again, her mission to help all of us, in particular, um, this new school approach to breaking the cycle of living from paycheck to paycheck on their own power. Um, so today's episode is a section from uh, a thing that she delivered at Creative Live. And so if you do want more, you can go there and check it out. Um, what I loved about uh, early on in the show, we talked. she talks about uh, how words are very powerful. You know, I mentioned that she's more around mindset than the actual tactics in this, in this segment that we're sharing with you today. Um, just whether they're positive or ne- negative, those words matter. Uh, just reading some Noam Chomsky stuff. Language is such a powerful vehicle for humans. It's one of the ways through which we filter our learning. And so Tanya teaches us how to grow our awareness around that negative self-talk that might be working against us. Um, she's also really into rituals, so that is a, is a cool way of um, helping keep yourself on track. Um, I talk a lot about habits and behaviors. She talks about it through rituals. Of course, there are some tactics around seeing abundance versus uh, you know limitations. But again, the, the, what's going to set this particular um, uh, experience you're going to have today apart from others is that this is very much around mindset. And of course, speaking of mindset, it wouldn't be complete without how creators and entrepreneurs, that's this audience, you, me in particular, both think about and struggle with money. Again, go back to my opening salvo. That's one of the reasons that I'm you know, doing a lot of personal study in, in this area so I can be better versed at talking to the folks that come up to me with questions. And Tanya is uh, just so helpful in this. She unlocked a lot. And we need to do away with terms like starving artist or real job, things like that. Um, it's nice that, <laughs> that you did this career, but now what are you going to fall back on? We have to erase that mindset. And Tanya is a superstar in helping us do that. So I'm going to get out the way and introduce you to Miss Tanya Rapley. Before I do, just a quick word from our sponsor. 
This episode of Chase Jarvis Live Show is brought to you by Creative Live. Creative Live is the world's largest and best platform for creative and entrepreneurial education. And right now you're saying, wait a minute, isn't that the company that you started? Yes, it is. It is my company, but they make this show possible. And if you don't know anything about Creative Live, you must check it out. It's where Pulitzer Prize winners, New York Times bestsellers, the best of the best teach photo, video, art design, music and audio, craft and maker, and the ability to make a living and a life in all of those disciplines. There is free content there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and there's also more than 10,000 hours of content for you to access on demand. You guys know I'm a huge believer in the power of daily habits, and today Creative Live, as a part of the sponsor announcement, wants you to know that they have a new, very powerful way to make education a part of your daily routine. That would be the Creative Live iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV apps. They're all free, and they let you watch all of the Creative Live classes that are on air streaming for free, anything you already own, and on the iPhone and iPad apps, you can watch one daily lesson of your choosing for free. That is one of 25,000 lessons for free, which is super, <laughs> super gnarly. To get those apps, go to the App Store, uh, iTunes, and search Creative Live, or go to creativelive.com slash apps. There you go. Now, let's get into the show. My name is Tanya Rapley. I am the founder of MyFab Finance. I created MyFab Finance in 2013 out of a need to take control of my financial journey. I felt ignored by the financial services system. I felt taken advantage of by the financial services system. And I felt distrustful. And I felt that there had to be a better way to learn about money and take control of my financial future. And so MyFab Finance started out as my accountability partner. I set out a bold goal to improve my credit score. And as a result, I improved it by 130 points in 18 months by learning how credit worked. And as I learned how credit worked, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not as hard as they make it seem. And so I decided that I was gonna create a resource to help other millennials who learned in methods similar to me that was practical, relatable, understandable, and compassionate to help them take control of their financial future. As a result, I also work with, primarily work with millennials and women. And this is a picture from my Coffee and Coins brunch in Venice Beach. California. And one of the things I like to do is bring people together to talk about money because too often financial conversations are left over when things are bad instead of what can we do to prevent things from becoming really bad or just having a conversation with your friend. Um, one, of the, one of my favorite conversations with my friend before I started my Fed Finance was like, you know, I've never talked to my friends about how much I make. And then when I talked to them about how much I make, I realized I was making more than them. And they're not, I'm not any more talented than, than them. And so my friends say, you know, we need to talk about negotiating and earning our power in the workforce. And just talking to your friends sometimes can be empowering and talking to other women and other millennials and other people who understand your experience can be powerful. So I create spaces like that as well for people to talk about money. Your mindset and habits are critical to your long-term financial success. So we might be able to do things that set us on the path to financial security, whether that is purchasing a book, working with a coach, setting up a budget, but it's actually that mindset that's gonna sustain you along your financial journey and ensure that you continue to be financially successful. So I can give you all the tools and all the education that you need, but if we don't work on your mindset, then we're gonna end up sabotaging all the good work that we put in. And so one of the things that I often um, study, and before I became a financial educator, I worked with low-income populations, particularly in affordable housing, was scarcity and how 
one of my approach to financial education isn't just based on what I've learned from working with people, isn't just learned in my own experience or what I've learned in my certification courses, but it is also an observation. One of the things that I deeply, deeply, deeply understand and that resonates with me is the scarcity mindset. And this quote from, I do not want to mess up this name, so I'm not going to, but this quote, um, I was on NPR, a scarcity mindset leads you to take certain behaviors which in the short term help you manage scarcity, but in the long term only make matters worse. And how many times have we made decisions that it made sense in the short term, but in the long term it's like, no, this didn't make sense. For some of us, it's our student loans. <laughs> For some of us, you know, it might be a relationship or a cosign of someone or co-signing for someone um, or taking a loan from someone and that ends up, you know, damaging the friendship, damaging the relationship. Um, and so that mind is it's important to understand your mindset because in order to remain financially successful, your mindset has to be aligned with your goals. And so let's talk about dispelling negative mindsets because talking about mindset and um, what I have found is that depression and thinking negatively about yourself causes you to spend more money, but it also sets forth, uh, I, I strongly believe that money is energetic and we attract and we have and we experience what we believe. If we begin to believe negative things about money, we can create a negative experience. Even when things are positive, we might only see the negative because we've tuned ourselves to only see the negative instead of embracing the positive or looking, for the, looking at the bright side of things. So this is actually one of my, uh, my favorite shows, uh, which is, um, is, is from Insecure. And she gives herself, the main character, she, you know, she gives herself these pep talks. Sometimes, you know, sometimes she's just expressing frustration. Other times it's a pep talk. And we all need to have a pep talk with ourselves. But unfortunately, a lot of times when we're talking to ourselves, we're not talking to ourselves in a positive manner. We're talking to ourselves negatively. And so people engage in negative self-talk for a variety of reasons. One is because it's a learned behavior. If we watched our parents, you know, kind of beat themselves up, or we watched our teachers, or we watch adults or people that we look, that, look up to, or we watch peers, um, it becomes a learned behavior where we think it's okay to talk negatively to ourselves. And then it be, it's socially acceptable. How many times have we heard someone say she talks so bad about herself and said, said negatively rather than she thinks so highly of herself? Like it's almost like high self-esteem or talking positively about yourself is frowned on more than actually talking negatively about yourself. And self-deprecating is like that. It's, it's a thing that people are comfortable doing, but it also has its negative impacts on how you perceive yourself and money. And then defense strategies. So sometimes it's like, I'm going to talk bad about myself before anybody else has a chance to. Or I'm going to believe that negative things are happening to me or I'm only capable of having negative experiences without even getting my hopes up because I don't want to be hurt by um, the disappointment and I don't want to be disappointed in the outcome. So I'll just look for the negative so that I'm not optimistic about the positive potential outcomes. And then a negative perception of self. Some people just have um, a negative perception of self. And so when I started my Fed Finance, um, there are a few negative mindsets that I realized that I had when it came to money. And a lot of it did come from, it was socially acceptable. Like everyone, most of the people in my social circle were struggling with money. And so it was socially acceptable for me to be like, girl, yeah, I am broke with a capital B. Like that was, it was socially acceptable for me to look at myself in that manner. And as a defense strategy, um, and also as a negative perception of self. So when I started my company, I was um, leaving an abusive relationship. 
and in leaving that relationship. You know, there's a lot of outside of the physical scars, there's also a lot of mental scars that come along with those relationships. And so I had to kind of reclaim myself and like undo some of that negative self-talk that I was engaging in. So I want you to think about a ne few negative beliefs. Either you've adopted about money or you've heard about money. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, and you could just shout them out to me. But what are some of the negative things that you've heard or adopted when it comes to money? I'll it, never have enough money. Never, I'll never have enough. Mm -hmm. It's the root of all evil. Mm, yeah. It's hard to make money. Yeah. Oh, these are negative. Oh, okay, hold on. I've, I've, I've reset my mind to think positive about it. <laughs> I don't even think about negative stuff really anymore. I don't practice the negative anymore. We don't want to send you down that path. Um. If, it's not, if it's not happening, it's not clicking, we'll go to the next person. Online, like we don't um. want <laughs> Money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't grow mm, on trees. Fun. Yeah, that is, that, that is something. I think we've all been told that, especially <laughs> yeah. when we ask for things right. as children. Yes. Uh, John says money makes you greedy. Uh, or money changes you as a person, it, you know, it can, as a negative, in a negative way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that when, so when we talk about all of these things, like why would you want money? Why would you want this thing that contributes to all these negative experiences if you programmed yourself to believe that this is what money does to you? This is what money, this is the type of experience that money creates. And subconsciously, the reason it's important to address your money mindset and these beliefs is that subconsciously, you might not say it on a regular basis, but it starts to guide the way you interact with money. So if you, know, having, if you believe that having money makes you greedy or accumulating a certain amount of money makes you greedy or makes you a negative person, why would you want to see your bank account balance grow and flourish? Or if you believe that money doesn't grow on trees or that it's hard to make money, why would you work as hard on finding options and different ways to make more money? Because you just automatically have this belief that no matter what I do, it's going to be difficult for me to bring in money. You know, one of the things that people have asked me, and we're going to dig into this, is like, okay, yeah, I'm, I think negatively about money. But what happens if my reality is always, you know, has always told me these negative things about money? Like, if you've always seen people around you struggle, if you've always seen people not have enough, and it really is attuning to, but what are the examples of plenty in their life? You know, do they, we, we talked about values. And the la in our last class, and most people valued family. So it's like, why can't we focus on the things that they do have in their life? Because when you focus on things, you allow other things to flourish and to grow in your life. So if, you're, if you feel like no matter what you do, no, like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to change my mindset about money. I encourage you, and like, I'm going to change my mindset about money. I don't think it's going to work, Tanya. I'm going to change it anyway. I encourage you to challenge yourself to think more positively. And when you feel like that negative money script is coming up, create something different. And we're going to actually create positive affirmation scripts because I'm a walking positive affirmation script. <laughs> and this is, honestly, this was one of the things that I told myself about money and my relationship with money. I am irresponsible and I am terrible at managing money. And so when I started MyFab Finance, I felt like I had been irresponsible when it came to my money. Even after MyFab Finance was successful and I started my business because Managing business finances is completely different from managing finances as a traditionally employed individual. And so here I was, I had all this financial know-how, and I still was not spending my business money the way I felt like I should be spending it, so I felt incredibly irresponsible. 
And that were, that encouraged me to spend more money on professional development stuff for my business because it was like, you're not doing enough of something because you're not making enough money. And it really was, I wasn't managing my money properly. And then I am terrible at managing money. That was something that before I got into my fat finance, I would say, especially because I'm someone who struggled with math growing up. Um, like when I went to college, I took two of my math classes twice because I was just that terrible at math. Everything else, flying colors, but math did not click for me. And so I would say that I'm not good at money. So my, that, was, that led to my belief that I wasn't going to be good with money. And so I had to create the opposite of that, which was I responsibly use money to improve my life and the lives of others. And so what I had to do with that is I put it, um, I wrote it down and put it on my mirror. So every single day I would read this to myself because I knew what my negative self-talk was. And so I created the counter, which was the positive self-talk. I put it in a place where I had to see it every day and I had to recite it to myself. So I want you to think of one negative thing that you told yourself about money. And then we're going to flip that in the reverse. And I want you to do this online too. Think about one, at least one negative thing. If you have more and they just keep flowing, if you have more than one, totally okay. But I want you to write those out. And then how can you flip that into a positive mantra that you can adopt to help you begin to shift your money mindset when you fall into the pattern of having negative money beliefs? Do we have any online yet? One just came in. Um, Nadia said, negative, I will never be able to get out of debt. Oh. And then, so the positive, is the, did she say her positive? Not as yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> if, so if I feel like that's one of my negative, um, I feel like that's one of my negative mindsets and I need to find other ways to make money to get out of debt. Um, I would say that I am fully capable and have the resources needed to eliminate this debt, this debt that I have and my debt does not control me. Mm. And I think that's important to understand too because debt can become so suffocating that you feel like you can't see out of it. But understanding that you have the resources and the capabilities to eliminate it and that it does not control you. And so that's something that I would suggest, you know, adding like adding that to a daily mantra. And I'll go into rituals, but like that's something, that's a way to flip that money, that negative mindset. And I also say my debt does not define me. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately, a lot of people do commit suicide and um, take drastic measures because they feel like their debt is inescapable. Mm. And... It is, <laughs> they, you know, um, especially responsible people, it's harder for them to realize that, but it, it is, it, that is escapable and there, you have different management tools available for it. So do we have another negative turn to positive? Okay, so mine was more money, more problems. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so then I turned that one around with more money, I can greater impact the world around me. I love that. Thank you. I love yeah. that. Yes, I love that. Yeah, oh, Destiny said, I feel like that now that she's, completely irresponsible with money, but the other side, the affirmative of that is that she'll be more responsible from here on out and she has that awareness yes. to now change it. Yeah, um, one of the things that I've, I've seen people do is I've done the best of what I have and I'm making, and I'm making better financial decisions every day. So I'm doing the best of what I have and I'm making better financial decisions every day. So it is committing to just every day, you know, you start here it's never too late. Start to begin to shift. I'm happy that people are sharing these though, because like we're now we're creating now we're creating that that rebound that that um, the positive arc. One more? Can I get one more? Because clearly I like doing this. Okay. <laughs> I have one. Um, my ability to make money is limited by my day job, or mm. my employer. And then um, I turned around to money is abundant and available to me in many ways. 
I love that. I love it. Yeah. It's releasing those limits, right? It, and it feels good to understand that you have have options. Does anybody else want to share when they created? Well, I used to, well, I used to say, like, I never had enough. And then I came across this, um, like, mantra. I'm so happy and grateful that free and clear money comes to me in increasing quantities on a continuous basis. Oh, mm. that's my type of mantra. And <laughs> so I've remembered it ever, probably like three or four years ago. Yeah. So. And um, I, I'll share another one that I created for myself was that I felt like I was wasting time. And I think that sometimes, you know, as we talked about return on energy, but I felt like I was wasting time. And so my mantra is, I forgive myself for wasting time and my actions create constant prosperity. And so it was the belief, like, give, allowing, forgiving myself for any, you know, any t if I mess up in the past, if I mess up now, I forgive myself for that. But understanding and affirming that my actions create constant prosperity. So no matter what I'm doing, I'm doing something that leads to me experiencing a prosperous life and experience. I'm telling you guys, it's so powerful. I can tell when I don't, uh, when I'm out of, when I'm off of my money mindset, because I'm more likely to spend money that doesn't contribute to my financial goals. I feel differently, and I view life slightly different when I'm not. And like I say, I am not immune to it, so a lot of times I have to implement behaviors to get me back on track. And then now it's become kind of second nature, but every now and again you need a tune-up. You know, cars need a tune-up. Sometimes you have to tune your mindset. And so by what I would suggest for that is um, creating rituals in your life that inspire you to have a better mindset. So there are different rituals that you can implement and you might not do them every week, but if you feel like I'm getting, a, I'm, my mindset is getting the best of me and I feel detached from this positive space, how do I get back to positivity? Here are a few rituals that um, can inspire a better money mindset. Um, this first one was one of my favorite ones is expressing gratitude when you release the money. So how many, how many of us say, yes, thank you, when they pay bills? Most of the time we're like, oh, that money is gone. But how, what and my friend Amanda Abela, actually, this is something in her book, Make Money Your Honey. But this is something she suggested um, for business owners. And, you know, it's not necessarily fun to play, pay your staff, especially what's coming out of your pocket or your earnings. But it is expressing gratitude when you release the money because... I don't know about you guys, but there's been a point in my life where I didn't have money to pay for things that mattered to me, or I didn't have money to pay for those bare necessities. I had to borrow money or I had to wait. And so just being grateful in that moment that you had the money to, to put towards that or to release for that particular purpose. So that's something you could do every time you pay bills, every time you pay your rent. I know that, you know, depending where you live, sometimes it's like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. But it is expressing gratitude. I am thankful that I have the resources to do this. I am thankful that I am able to do this, that I'm able to, you know, pay my bills on time or that I'm able to support the goals and dreams of others. The next is look for abundance everywhere, even when money is not in sight, because we think that abundance is limited to the physical forms of money, but it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, abundance is having the freedom to be on this class right now. Like that's abundance. You know, there are some people who do not have that freedom or have that space or have that flexibility to be here. Um, abundance could be being able to hear all the sounds when you step outside or see all the sights or smell or like taste your favorite foods. Abundance could be the ability to hear someone you love's voice. Um, so it's really looking for abundance and how it shows up in your life in the different ways and finding ways to be grateful every day. So that might look like, you know, writing, writing a reason. I have a gratitude journal. 
And I created uh, the financial success planner for MyFab Finance. And each month we have a gratitude map where you take time to write down things you're grateful for. Because when you're grateful for things that are currently in your life, you tend to attract more things to be grateful for. Um, the next is incorporate affirmations in your day-to-day -day and make them visible. So for me, my, the affirmations that I spoke about, the ones that I created for myself, I have them on my closet door. So when I have to go to my closet um, and when I'm looking for clothes, <laughs> I have it right there on my closet door eye level. So as soon as I turn, I see my affirmations and I'm prompted to remind them and recite them to myself. I've also put them on a mirror in my room, especially when I lived on my own. My husband, he doesn't want to see my affirmations. <laughs> so they don't necessarily go in, in a household mirror, but even as a screensaver. So for the longest, especially when I started my business, which is nerve wracking. Do we have any entrepreneurs in here? Yeah, which is nerve wracking. You know, it, it can be nerve wracking and every month is completely different. And so my actions create constant prosperity was my screensaver on my phone. And so for me, it was putting it in places that I would remember to look or subconsciously look um, that would remind me to remain positive. And then ask for what you want. And I think that being afraid is part of a negative mindset and assuming that things will not be readily available to you. But when you ask for what you want and you get what you want or you get a variation of what you want, you start to realize how plentiful things are in your life. And you start to realize how many things actually are available to you. And then you start to live limitlessly because you're like, I asked for this and that was available. I asked for this and it was available. I asked for this. And so beginning to ask for what you want, because that allows you to open yourself up to ask for more of what you want and ask for more of the experiences you want. And that way that you're more comfortable living life in a manner that you want to live and not what everybody else says you should live. So these are just different rituals that you can implement in your life to inspire a better money mindset. All right, that about wraps it up. But uh, hey, before you bounce, two quick things. Um, actually, I'm going to go three quick things. Thing one, A, thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you, you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we're able to have a conversation is awesome. I feel uh, honored to be in your ears right now and that uh, you've paid attention to what I've been doing, what Creative Live has been doing for some time. And whether it's been a day or 10 years, I just want to say thank you. It's also really important to know on the backside of that, that I, I do a lot of responding to comments. So hit me up, on, you know, direct message me on, on Instagram or Twitter or at me. I try and respond as much as possible. So let's have a conversation that transcends me just being in your ears here. Let's try and do it some, somewhere out there in, on the internet land. That's thing one. Thing two, again, I'm not quite sure what channels you pay attention to me and my work, but please go check out. I'm at Chase Jarvis or slash Chase Jarvis or whatever on all the platforms. And it's really important to me. Also, if you wouldn't mind checking out Creative Live, it's something that not only myself, but 120 other committed hardcore badass people come to work every day uh, to build the place where creators and entrepreneurs learn so check that out there just slash creative live or at creative live all over out there on the internet all right until again uh, probably tomorrow i hope i'll hear you i'll be in your ears maybe tomorrow and i'll look for your comments on the internets bye